Hello and welcome once again to Raging and Eating. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, owner and executive chef of the Raging Skillet in New York City. And here I am ready to talk to you once again. And I'm feeling kind of mellow. I know you're used to me raging and ranting or kvetching or bouncing all over the universe like I often do. But it just kind of happens that today I'm feeling rather mellow. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, Well, I did get a little time off. And there's nothing better than a little time off because we all need to regenerate. We need to find our inner child and our inner zen and get our groove on and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, I got to have a little time off. And I got to do a lot of things that I never do. So here's something I'm going to ask you. When was the last time you saw the sunrise or the sunset? I mean, I think about that all the time. Every once in a blue moon, I get to see the sunset. It's glorious in New York seeing the sunset over the water on the west side. I almost never get to see the sunrise because I am not a morning person. And anyone who's known me for more than two minutes will tell you that. I think the entire reason I started my business was because I couldn't get a job because I could never get to work before 11 o'clock in the morning. So I'd have to be the nighttime bartender or the nighttime chef, but forget it. The moment they wanted me to get anywhere before 11 a.m., I was a disaster. I'd be dropping things and burning things, totally discombobulated. So the truth of the matter is almost every time I saw the sun rise, it was because I was on my way home so late that I saw the sun rise. But I have a wild past, what can I say? But I have seen the sun set. And whenever I do, I think, why on earth don't I do it more often? I've had many times where I just take a walk along the water, all the way to the west side and realize, oh my God, if I just stick around instead of running, running, running like I always do, running to this appointment and that appointment and this errand and that errand, if I just would stop and sit down, I'm actually going to see something really spectacular, which is the sun setting and all of the gorgeous colors and things that come out of that, like the world turning red and purple and glorious. So... My advice to you is that if you haven't seen the sun rising or setting anytime recently, and even if you have, just go out and watch. Go up on the roof of your building, go on your backyard, go down the street, go to the water, wherever you have to go to see the sun either getting up or getting down, baby. Go and do it because it's really rejuvenating. It's kind of an awesome thing. So I got to see the sunset. And the reason I got to see the sunset was because I was visiting some fabulous family members, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law, and with my gorgeous girlfriend, of course. And I would have been perfectly fine sitting around and drinking this cocktail. I think it's called High Noon. Is that right? Sort of like a hard seltzer kind of thing. I was perfectly, perfectly fine sitting around and drinking these High Noon cocktails, but They said, no, we must go see the sunset. And so off we went in my brother-in-law's Jeep, which was kind of a cool thing, riding in a Jeep. I don't think I've spent a lot of time in Jeeps. And off we went to the water. 
and we sat our little tushies down and we looked at the water and we waited and waited and waited and then we saw pure glory the sun slowly setting and the sky changing into all this gorgeous color and the birds flying and you know what it was pretty freaking awesome and i gotta say i really need to do that more often and so should you so if you're listening to me that's what i want you to do that is your homework today here on Raging and Aiding, which is to go see the sun rise or the sunset. Now I got that song in my head. I know you're probably too young to remember that song, but I grew up with my mother singing this song. My mother had a terrible voice, but she loved to sing. And she got so much joy when she sang, and it made her so happy that kind of didn't mind the fact that she had a really, really terrible voice. And probably the only person who's as bad a singer as my mother is me. I've got a pretty horrifying voice too, except for punk rock. I could always sing punk rock. Remind me to tell you about that one. But my mother loved to walk around the house singing and she would sing sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, quickly, whatever, 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 one season following another, whatever, whatever, and whatever. There, see how well I remembered that song. But it made her so happy. And so I do hear her voice when I have the occasion to see the sunrise or the sunset. So, Mom, I'm thinking of you. Just what you always wanted, to be remembered, of course. How could I forget? How could I ever forget? You're so memorable for crying out loud. Now stop guilting me. The woman's been gone since 1992, and I'm still getting guilt complexes from above. But, but I digress. Anyway, it's pretty awesome. So we got to see the sunset with some awesome company, family and love and children playing and some girls who looked like they were 13 years old and were half naked and dancing and they were like four feet tall and they were dancing kind of sexy with some boys who might have been the same age but they were like six feet tall and I don't know it looks really naughty I wanted to go over there and, and get involved but the truth of the matter is they probably were the same age it just looked a little weird but I digress. Anyway, the point is, the sun setting was a gorgeous thing. So, it got me thinking about all the things that make me happy, the things that make your solar plexus dance. You know, I like it when my solar plexus dances, don't you? I mean, what kind of gets your groove on? Certainly, if you go and see the sun rising or the sun setting, that's going to get your groove on. But what's something else that makes you happy? What I tell you, what I've been thinking about, is something that really makes me happy and really makes a lot of other people happy is peanut butter. I mean, whoever invented peanut butter, I would love to know who invented peanut butter. I have a feeling, as much as we want to lay claim to it here in America, we want to say we are Americans and we are the best at everything and we're like the number one country and we're the number one this and the number one that. We must have invented peanut butter because it's fabulous and so are we. Well, guess what? Guess what, America? You know what? You're a little bit conceited because most likely peanut butter was probably invented in Africa because they were doing all kinds of things with peanuts over there and making all kinds of great sauces. 
and they might very well have invented peanut butter or it might have been invented in Thailand because they've got the gorgeous peanut sauces and the satays. It might have been invented in China because they've got sesame noodles that you can make with peanut butter. So I don't think America should be so cocky about the peanut butter thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, we have Skippy and Jif, you know, of course, but I'm just saying. But none of that takes away from the fact that something that makes me very happy and makes most people I know very, very happy is peanut butter. And peanut butter's always made me happy. I remember when I was a kid, I would make something that I called a peanut butter lick, which um, was really just silly. It was just a spoon dipped in peanut butter. And I'd walk around the house and lick it. And it was delicious. And then some years later, when I got a job babysitting for these two really rotten kids, I just wanted to figure out a way to shut them up. So I would give them each a spoonful, a heaping spoonful of peanut butter, and they would sit around licking the peanut butter and they'd shut the hell up. This is pretty cool. So unless the kid is allergic to nuts, it doesn't work. But in this case, it really did. And then when I was a teenager and I started discovering things like marijuana and Southern Comfort, which now kind of grosses me out, but it didn't when I was a teenager, um, I discovered the peanut butter kind of took on a new level of importance. And I discovered texture was a beautiful thing. So, of course, there's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and peanut butter and banana sandwiches. But I thought for sure, after going to a very wild party and smoking pot from a bong for the first time, when I came home, I thought, well, certainly the most important thing in the world for me to eat for the rest of my life would be peanut butter and potato chip sandwiches. Just take a potato chip slather it with peanut butter, put another chip on it, and eat that, I'm telling you. I never tasted anything so good in my life. Of course, the next day when I wasn't stoned anymore, it lost its appeal. But that night, I just thought, I've come as close to culinary ecstasy as I ever will. So perhaps I never quite let go of the great love, my great childhood love of peanut butter. And I've discovered as a caterer, anytime I use peanut butter, It makes people happy. And of course, we make peanut butter cookies. We make our world-famous Oreo crack. We have all kinds of wonderful recipes with peanut butter that are for desserts. But everyone's always expecting that. They're not expecting the savory. Well, sometimes they're expecting sesame noodles with peanut butter, or they're expecting chicken satay with a great peanut sauce. But it comes up in lots of different ways. So, yes... A great satay sauce is a glorious thing. And probably the reason I make so much satay sauce is because I always eat the rest of the peanut butter. So if there's like a few scoops of peanut butter in the jar and I'm done with the sauce, I'm going to be eating that baby. You know it. So I started out when I first started cooking, when I first started making satay sauces, I would cook the peanut butter with some hot boiling water, stovetop, and I would whisk in soy sauce, and I would whisk in ginger, and I would whisk in chili, whisk in maybe coconut milk, and whisk in my seasoning, and I made a glorious satay sauce. But over the years, I discovered I never had to go to the stove at all. I just had to go to my husband or my wife. My husband is my esposo, my wife is my esposa, and those are my food processors, because as you know, I'm married to my food processor. We have a long-term relationship. Anyway, I go to my 
food processor, the big one would be my esposa, my wife. And in it, I throw in some jalapeno and I peel and dice some fresh ginger and throw that in and puree, 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 puree. And then I throw in some fresh cilantro I've chopped a little bit and washed and puree, puree. And then I throw in a few heaping plops of creamy peanut butter, almost any kind. It doesn't have to be all natural peanut butter. I know that's so darling, so sophisticated, but who cares? It could also be Jif or Skippy or whatever you have. I throw that in my puree. Then I throw in a little boiling water to kind of make it all creamy. Then I throw in some coconut milk. Then I'll take some ground cumin and some ground coriander and I'll toast it in a dry pan and throw that in and puree, puree. And then usually I'll give it like a little red chili oil, something for a little extra or sriracha is a gorgeous thing. At this point, it's probably close to perfect, but it's not done yet. I'm still not done. So I give it a little gluten-free tamari because I still want it to be something everyone can enjoy. And then sometimes, just to keep myself entertained, I'll squeeze in a little fresh lime. I'll just cut a lime in half and squeeze half lime juice into it. Puree, puree. Maybe adjust it as I need with a little heat or a little salt. Sometimes I want to sweeten it up a little bit, so I'll give it a little brown sugar. Or sometimes I'll give it a little honey. Or sometimes I'll give it a little maple syrup. And if the peanut butter's sweet enough, I don't give it anything. So that's essentially my satay sauce, but I make it a little different every time. And for that, I'll do chicken satay, I'll marinate chicken and tamari, and a little bit of sesame oil and a little bit of vegetable oil. And sometimes I'll grill it, sometimes I'll sear it, sometimes I'll put it in strips and put it in the oven. Do it all different ways. And then I skewer the chicken and serve it with my beautiful satay sauce. It's a gorgeous thing. So that's something people are expecting. They're used to it. And I also do portobello satay. You know what I'm going to do right now while I'm talking? I'm having a sip of cavassier. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Oof, that is yummy. I don't have any tequila, so I'm doing cavassier. But it works the same way. And I sort of have warm stuff coming out of my nose right now. You know, that kind of you take a sip of whiskey and you feel like you're blowing out hot fire from your nose. But I digress. So what's really more interesting to me is doing things with peanut butter that people are not expecting. Like the first person who invented that recipe, I think it's called Ants on a Log. No one was expecting it and, and everyone was shocked when they loved it. So it's like a stick of celery with peanut butter in it and then you put raisins on top of the peanut butter. That doesn't seem like it would work at all, right? And yet it's really yummy. And when I started serving peanut butter and bacon sandwiches, which has now become one of our most popular snacks that we give out for all occasions, everyone thought it was so weird. And now it's like people go nuts for it. Just crispy bacon. Just I just take a nice white bread. Could just be like Wonder Bread, basic white bread. And I, I need more cabassier. Oh, hang on one second. Just any excuse. Mm. I know that's very unprofessional, but sue me. Anyway, I take the white bread, slather it with the peanut butter. I have some extra crispy bacon. Lay it on that. Put the white bread on top. Make perfect little tea sandwiches where I've crusted the bed. The bread. I've cr- that was really funny. I've crusted the bed with peanut butter. Hmm. Just had a deja vu, but I don't think I can discuss it on prime time. Anyway, 
So that makes a perfect little tea sandwich. And I've been doing those for years. I give them out on my book tour. I give them out on all occasions, art openings that I've had. Everyone goes mental for it. But even so, there's still more that we can do. Peanut butter is just pure fun. I'm not saying it's quite as great as watching the sunrise or the sunset, but it will get your joy on. You will get your kid on. So other crazy, fun, kooky, fabulous ways you can use peanut butter. How about peanut butter pizza? We all love pizza. I mean, pizza's got to be like the number one most beloved thing in the world, I think. But maybe the second most beloved thing in the world might just be peanut butter. Now, if we could combine peanut butter and pizza, how cool would that be? I mean, we'd be out partying and laughing and having a great time for the rest of our life if we could mix those two, right? Well, we can, and why not? And here's a couple of ways we can do it. So we can make our sort of groovy Thai peanut sauce kind of thing. We mix up peanut butter and we maybe even want to get a little hot so we might do it stovetop and mix it with some gluten-free tamari and mix it with some red chili oil and mix it with some uh, ginger powder and some cumin and some coriander and maybe a little coconut milk. Just get a great flavorful Thai kind of feeling peanut sauce. And you can play with it to your heart's content. You might be like, I want mine hot. I want to give it sriracha. I want mine sweeter. I want to give it sugar or honey. You know, it's kind of like a how you like it sort of thing. So then you take your pizza dough. And so this is a cooked pizza dough that either you made yourself because you know how to make pizza dough. Most people don't. Or you bought it in the store. You even got it from the freezer department. Wherever you are, you got your pizza dough. Or you just went out and bought non-bread or roti or flatbreads or pita. There's all kinds of things you can do for pizza. But you have your pizza and you spread it with your peanut butter sauce. And then over that, you can dice up chicken satay, which might be the chicken that you marinated in the tamari and ginger. Or you could dice up vegetables. You could do a stir fry. This might be a gorgeous thing. I would do the diced up chicken satay and then I would do a quick stir fry of red and yellow bell peppers and a quick stir fry of red onion. I'd sprinkle that all around. And that's a gorgeous thing right then and there. But what you could do also, which would be really cool, believe it or not, is after you have your peanut butter sauce on your pizza, you can still cover it with grated mozzarella. I know you cannot imagine these two work together, but they actually do. And then you cover that with your stir fry vegetables, maybe like red and orange and yellow bell pepper stir fried with red onion. That's a beautiful thing. Or you might get a little more creative. You might stir fry some broccoli, you know, whatever float your boat, whatever you like. So now you have your peanut butter base of your kind of Thai flavored peanut butter sauce and your mozzarella and your stir fried vegetables and it goes in the oven till everything's nice and crusty and melted. And then you cut it into serving pieces and you serve it and you have kind of a Thai peanut butter pizza. I mean, how cool is that, right? Or you could cut it into little bitty pieces and serve it as an hors d'oeuvre. And this is a great thing for me to do because I'm the queen of the multi-ethnic wedding. So I'm always in this position where it's like, bride is from Thailand, groom is from Italy, what do you do? Well, a chicken satay pizza is what you do. You know what I mean? But we don't even have to go there. We can go a whole other direction and kind of keep it Italian. Because believe it or not, peanut butter likes tomato sauce. I know that's a weird thing, right? 
you could spread peanut butter on the pizza and then you could still kind of put some diced tomatoes and you could still put your mozzarella and you could still put your pepperoni and all the things that you love on your pizza but underneath all the things you love on the pizza is a base of creamy peanut butter or chunky peanut butter whatever you like it's kind of a wild thought right peanut butter pizza i'm serious give it a shot it's exciting so many things you can do with life and there's so many things you can do with peanut butter. I'm going to throw one more at you. Peanut butter chicken. Just type it into your computer one day. There's a hundred million recipes, variations of peanut butter uh, chicken. But the idea is that you cut chicken into bite-sized pizza pieces. Pizzas. See, I got pizza on the brain now. I'm going to have to have pizza soon. And, you know, kind of bite size. And we're either going to brown the chicken or we're going to fry it. So you could dredge it in cornstarch or potato starch and then fry it in vegetable oil, which would be yummy. Or you could instead marinate it in a little, little bit of oil and a little bit of tamari and just brown it in a hot pan. Either way, you're going to wind up with bite-sized chicken fully cooked, either fried, both work, or browned in a pan. And then you want to make your peanut butter sauce which is your peanut butter that you're gonna cook with. I would say I would start with minced fresh ginger and the peanut butter in the pod, and then you whisk in some tamari. And here's the trippy thing, you can whisk in tomato. You can whisk in diced tomato or even tomato sauce. It's weird that they work together, but they do, I know it's strange. And you whisk in something hot like sriracha or red chili oil. And you whisk in a vinegar, like a rice wine vinegar is nice, or almost any kind of an Asian-y sort of a vinegar. Rice wine vinegar loves it. Mirin is also something that loves it. And you get this very vinegar, spicy kind of a peanut butter sauce, and you adjust it with seasoning to your heart's content. And then you toss up your cooked chicken in that, and you cook the whole thing a little more. And you have this beautiful peanut butter chicken, which you could serve with noodles, or you could serve over rice, or you could skewer it like an hors d'oeuvre. And if you skewer it as an hors d'oeuvre, you might want to dust it with crushed peanuts. I mean, it's a really, really cool thing, right? There's so many cool things you can do with peanut butter. Some of them are so simple that you can't even believe it. Like, we all love graham crackers, right? And the combination of graham crackers and peanut butter is so good that it could make... Like, if you have a pack of graham crackers and a jar of peanut butter... You really, there's no reason for you to ever leave the house again. Just stay there until they're all gone. Because it's so good just to make graham cracker and peanut butter sandwiches. But if you're making the graham cracker and peanut butter sandwiches and you're so inclined and a little inventive, you might want to melt some semi-sweet dark chocolate chips. Which you could do, you make a little double boiler where you take a pot, you put water in it, and you bring that to a simmer and you put another pot over it and you melt your chips over that and then you completely dip your graham cracker peanut butter sandwiches in the chocolate and you lay it out on wax paper on a sheet pan put it in the fridge so it gets chilled and then you have dark chocolate graham cracker peanut butter sandwiches i'm telling you you could almost like if someone said okay we give you a choice you can have sex or you can have a dark chocolate-covered graham cracker peanut butter sandwich. Which would you choose? Well, I guess it depends on who you're having sex with, but I have to say it would not be an easy choice. You may think it would be, but I don't know. You know maybe 
Angelina Jolie, okay, I would prefer her to the dark chocolate, you know, peanut butter graham, you know, graham cracker sandwich. But this would only be Angelina Jolie when she did Gia, when she had a little bit of meat on her bones and she was still plunky. Later on, she got a little too svelte, you know. I'm not down with that. I don't know what that's all about, but I don't want that whole skeleton look. You know, I think women should have meat on their bones. And I'm sure you all agree. So, but I digress. So, here's to rolling in joy and watching the sunset and the sunrise and enjoying peanut butter. And if you do have sex, having sex with someone who has little meat on their bones because otherwise you feel like you're being stabbed. You know, like that hurts. Like elbows and shins and things that don't have any meat on them. It's not a good thing. So I like to protect the world by constantly having meat on my bones. So when I indulge in having a peanut butter, graham cracker, chocolate, dark chocolate covered sandwich, I do this to protect the people I love by never being too slender because it's not attractive to be too skinny. So there. So the next time you want to eat something really fattening and someone tries to give you a lot of crap about it, just say I'm doing this to protect the people I love because no one likes to make love to someone who's too skinny. And there you have it. And you can tell them that I said that. You can blame it on me. So here's to watching the sun set anywhere you can. Here's to watching the sun rise anywhere you can. And if, you know, if you have a past like me where you're on your way home from bartending till, well, basically I bartended till maybe two in the morning and then stayed afterwards drinking with my customers till four in the morning. And then decided I was hungry, so I went out and had hot, fresh bagels on the meat market with a whole bunch of, um, well, a whole bunch of prostitutes. So yes, I was having hot bagels at the meat market with a whole bunch of prostitutes at about five in the morning. And then watched the sunrise. It was a beautiful thing. I don't know, does that make me a lousy role model? I don't think so, because having hot, beautiful bagels at four and five in the morning is a wonderful thing, especially slathered in cream cheese and it's melting and dripping down your face. It's a beautiful thing. And people who are up at four or five in the morning, well, they tend to either be uh, meat delivery men or in this case, lots of prostitutes. And people are people and we all like hot bagels, right? So in closing, I shall say, Always indulge on a hot bagel at four or five in the morning and watch the sun rise if you can. Have as much peanut butter as you can if you're not allergic to it. Enjoy your life because life is short and, you know, get your joy on. So I would say the moral of this story, I don't like morals, morals are boring, but, you know, the sort of moral of this story is just to get your joy on, just to enjoy yourself. And peanut butter makes me really happy. And hot bagels at four or five in the morning used to make me really happy until I realized I was allergic to them. So unfortunately, I can't get hot gluten-free bagels at four or five in the morning. And I'm no longer up at four or five in the morning. I'm actually fast asleep. Although once in a while, I do wake up at four or five in the morning. And then I just... Well, what do I do? My girlfriend likes to watch Sex in the City when we can't sleep, so often I wind up half-sleeping and with one eye watching Sex in the City. But that's got nothing to do with anything I'm talking about, does it? But peanut butter does. So try the peanut butter pizza. Chicken satay and all those other things are glorious, and do enjoy them, but doing fun and crazy and wonderful and different things with the peanut butter is exciting. And peanut butter pizza 
is really exciting. Now, what about Hawaiian peanut butter pizza? So you take your pizza dough, you slather it with peanut butter and maybe a little bit of sriracha, some hot chili, and then you still go right over that with your mozzarella, and you still go right over that with some grilled pineapple. Maybe I might even mix hoisin sauce in the peanut butter because that would really like the pineapple. So try that. Pineapple peanut butter pizza, the triple P, that's hard to say. My voiceover coach used to have us exercising and he would have us going through all the letters in the alphabet. And that was always a hard one, the PPP. But try pineapple peanut butter pizza. Yeah, baby. This is Rossi for Raging and Eating. And as always, food is love and so are you. Now get your joy on.